Welcome. Thank you everyone for joining us. This is Parsha on Sinai Radio. And I'm your host, Rabbi Moshe Teichman. Uh, this week's Parsha is Parsha, Chayasara. And uh, okay, so this week, I uh, am Zoha. I have the merit of having many students that besides just being, you know, their teacher or their Rebbe, I also have a relationship. We talk about things outside of class, about their life and how things are going. And one of my students this week, um, we were talking about how everything's going with him and, you know, how's he getting along in, in school. And he asked me a question. Um, and it was a really, really, really good question. The question is as follows. He says, you know, I understand that Hashem accepts tshuva, the concept of repentance, of coming back to Hashem. However, that doesn't change the fact that I did it. At the end of the day, I still did that vera. It's still there. I still did the sin. So yeah, we say, we, we know, we, we accept tshuva. We, Hashem says, okay, you know, I'll forgive you. But I still did it. Doesn't change the fact. It says, you know, I, I, and, I, and I said that's a very good question, you know. And I didn't want to, you know, right away I, I thought about it. I was trying to give him an answer. You know, the way his question hit me in the head was as follows. Let's say, you know, a uh, convicted felon after many years in prison goes in front of a judge and says, Judge, I'm, re- I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I did it. You know, I feel bad. And just says, okay, you're forgiven. You know, that doesn't change the fact that he did it. The family of the victim that he hurt is still going to say, hey, that's the person who hurt my son or daughter. There's nothing that can change that. So if Chuva is Hashem saying, I forgive you, you know, saying, I understand where you're coming from and I forgive what you did, you still did it. And it, it's almost like a tremendous siyata dishmaya. Because what happened? I went home and I was looking through my sfarim, looking through different things. In the back of my head, I was, I was preparing the share, but in the back of my head, I was looking for an answer to this question. And I opened up the Chumash, Parshas Chayasar, and I'm telling you, I found the answer. And it's in this week's Parsha. And if I, if I asked you before you open the turn on the share today, what would be the theme of a share on Parsha Chayasar? I doubt you would say it would be Tshuva. Be repentance. You know, it's already almost Hanukkah time. Tshuva's in our back on our mirror. We already did Tshuva in Rosh Hashanah. You know, Tshuva was already done in El. Tshuva was already in Elul. Tshuva was already done in the months before. Now's the, now's, now's the time to focus on other things. But I think there couldn't be any better time to focus on Tshuva. You know, because it's something that we do. I think when we were during Elul and during Tishrei and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but it's something that we need to continuously do every day. Pegavo says that you should shuv yom echad so that every single day of your life you should be doing tshuva because it could be your last day. Now that aside, tshuva is a great tool by focusing on what our shortcomings are and focusing on that Kaddish Baruch who loves us and wants us to do forgive and wants to forgive us. All we need to do is perfect ourselves and be better. That is an awesome way to live your life. Now, it it's, could be 
detrimental if you only focus on the bad. We've got to focus together on the good, what I do good, you know, dual, dual, duplicity of, of what I am capable of fixing, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. It's an opportunity for me getting to be, to be, to be better. So in this week's Parsha, it's very interesting. You know, before we can go to this week's Parsha, let's, let's, let's go to next, last week's Parsha. Why was Hagar and Yishmol sent away? You know, we have a story. We have Avram Avinu. He's married to Sarah. And then Sarah doesn't have children. So Sarah says, okay, you know, take Hagar, my, sla- my, my, uh, my, my maidservant, as your, as your wife. And Avram does what his wife says. Obviously, it's with Ruch HaKodesh. Hashem wants him to get married to Hagar. He, 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 he lives with Hagar and he has a son, Yishmol. And then the miracle of miracles happened. Abraham Avinu and Sarah, in their old, old age, have a child, Yitzchak. And Yishmael, being the big brother, is, you know, an influence on Yitzchak. And the Torah tells us that Yishmael was having a negative impact, or there was something going on with Yishmael, and he was being a bad influence on Yitzchak. And Sarah asks Avram to send away Yishmael and Hagar. And the Reforshim are bothered by why was Hagar... And Yishmael sent away. The answer is because Yishmael was doing some serious Averos. According to some opinions, he was doing Avodah Zarah. He was doing some other really nefarious acts. And Hagar was also together or defending her son. So they both sinned. So they were sent away. Hashem tells Avraham, send Hagar away. In the Pasuk it says, listen to Sarah, send Hagar away. And then now Yishmael goes up. And unfortunately, Sarah passes away. And what happens? In this week's Parsha, Yitzchak gets married. And all of a sudden, Avram Ravinu gets remarried. Gets remarried. Says the Pasuk, Avram took a wife, Ushmo Keturah. And her name, Shmo Keturah, and her name was Keturah. Keturah? Okay. Sounds like a nice person. You know, but who is she? Says Rashi, the some Farshim disagree with this. I have an answer. It disagrees with Rashi, but Rashi says Keturah was Hagar. He remarried Hagar. Rashi explains because Hagar didn't marry any other 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 man, and she was waiting for Avram, and Avram took her back, and that's why they call her Keturah because she smelled sweet, like her actions were great, and therefore she smelled sweet like spices, like the Keturahs. So Kliyakar. Well, I mean, Kliakar was bothered by a question. How is that possible? Is it Avera of terrible Avera? Avera of Avodazaras, Rishmal did. No, so also next Pasuk, sorry, I jumped ahead. Next Pasuk, we find out another Rashi. And what does Rashi say over there? It says, Yitzchak Yishmal came to mourn Avraham after Avraham passed away. And it says, Yitzchak first and not Yishmael. So that bothered by the question says Yishmashi, why is Yitzchak first before Yishmael? Why is Yitzchak first before Yishmael? Torah follows the hierarchy of the family. Yishmael goes first. So Rashi says it must be that Yishmael did tshuva. He repented, he became a better person. So I was wondering. I was reading this Rashi. I said, what does that mean? How do we know from the fact that Yitzchak was written first? That Yitzchak, that Yishmael must did tshuva, and it, I want to answer like this: that 
Yitzchak was younger than Yishmael. So Yishmael, there's no way he's allowing Yitzchak to have more kavod than him. However, he realized, Yishmael realized, that Yitzchak, the greatness of Yitzchak, and therefore he gave kavod, he gave honor to Yitzchak. And therefore says that, because he did tshuva, because he was able to come down from his high horse, he was able to become a better person, and realize, hey, one second, this Yitzchak is really a holy person, I have to be mechaved him, I have to give him kavod, I have to give him honor. And therefore, he writes Yitzchak first. That's what Rashi says. So Yishmael did tshuva. Hagar did tshuva. To the point where she wasn't just Hagar anymore. She was Keturah. Her maizim smelled sweet. <laughs> Says Kalyakar the most amazing thing. How is that possible, he says. How? how, how? Avodah Zara to Keturah to smelling sweet. What, what, you, what is going on? You're right. Tshuva should forgive. So, but why call her Keturah? Let Tshuva forgive. He, Hashem forgave Hagar. Hagar did Tshuva. She became a better person. Great. So now what? We're going to give her the name Keturah? Sweet smelling spices? What, what, what's going on? Kliyakar explains, because when you do Tshuva, Kodesh Baruch switches it. It makes it as if you never sinned, and not only that you never sinned, that all your sins were good deeds. And tshuva, may I have a real tshuva, a real repentance of returning, of realizing you did a mistake and wanting to perfect yourself, could have the tremendous impact, that the fact that it changes the bad to good. And you become ketura, become sweet-smelling. What an amazing idea. The shari tshuva, and then I, and then after I opened the pasuk in the, in the, in the sefer, and I saw this kliyakar. I opened up the shari tshuva. The shari tshuva goes on for many paragraphs to describe the power, and it was amazing because I just opened up the sefer shari tshuva, and it opened to this page, and the page goes on for paragraphs explaining that when somebody does a sin and he really, really does tshuva and comes back, it's no longer just. A sin. It's not a sin anymore. It's not just erased. It's changed. Kaddish Baruch Hu makes him as if it never happened. We say in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we say, V'yal kulam, and we say al chet, we bang our chests and say, of this sin and this sin, and we say, V'yal kulam, and all these sins, Elokai slichos, God, who is full of mercy, salach lanu, michal lanu, lanu. All three words basically have the same translation. Forgive us. So what's the different wordings? The Abarmanel explains that michal lanu is the HaKadosh Baruch who covers it. He says, okay, I, I mochel you. But what we were talking about before, that I did a sin, and I forgive you. But you still did it. I don't know if I could trust you. <laughs> Next time, you know, I, uh, you know, I have a student, two students. Let's call them, uh, you know, A and B. When they sit together, they schmooze the entire time. They talk the entire time. So I, sw- I separated them. So I said, "No, Rebbe, please. We'll, we, we're sorry. We won't do it again." You know, fine. So then the next day I come in, and I separate them again. And they're like, well, well, Rebbe, why can't we sit next to each other? 
Well, well, because you're going to talk. No, no, but we, we, we did tshuva. We, we, we said sorry. Yeah, but I don't trust you. You still did it. You still, you know, spent the entire week of class in the same seats, you know, interrupting the class, which is great. I love you. You're a great student. You're amazing. You're fantastic. However, I, I need to teach. <laughs> but I'm not going to forget it happened. I'm going to be careful. You know, the Chavitz Chaim says that when we hear damaging Lashon Hara about somebody, let's say we hear that, you know, Yosef, you know, let's just pick a random name, is a thief, he stole. And it sounds credible. So he says, we can't believe it, that Yosef actually stole. But we could be Choshesh, we could, we could be worried that maybe it happened, not to actually make it affect anything, but we don't have to give our money to him, we don't have to lend him our car, you know? We could be worried. We can't believe it, we can't make it, we can't say it's true. Same thing. Mechalanu. Forgive you. You still did it. Sorry. Salachlanu, I apologize. Not mechalanu. Salachlanu. Forgive you. What's mechalanu? Mechalanu is, I'm going to take a, a nice, you know, um, eraser on the whiteboard. I'm going to erase it away. Not going to be there anymore. But you know what mechalanu is? You're right. It's not there anymore. But there's still, you know, a little bit left. Still there. You can still see it. If you look hard enough. You know, uh, I picked up a Gemara, one of the ones that were piled in my classroom. And I saw that one of the students wrote his name on it, but he erased it out. So I asked him, you know, why did you take two Gemara? He said, oh, that was a mistake. But I could still see his name etched in it. You know, it's not erased anymore. It's not his. It's not there. But, you know, he still, you know, it's still faded there a little bit. He still did it, but I, I, I erased it away. What's Kaperlanu? Kaperlanu is in erasing as if it never happened. To totally fix the problem. Sharachuva goes, you should, if you have time to read this in the middle of Sharachuva, I don't know exactly where it is, I don't have it in front of me. It goes to different Averot. It says, Hashem will fix it. Ki'ilu, like it never happened. Wow. It's not, tshuva is not just a cover of the sin. It's not just erasing the sin. It's, it was never there. Ki'ilu, it was never, as if it was never there. Kaper lanu. And that how is, how is possible for kitura to be called kitura. For Yishmoel to do tshuva. Kaiperlano. Not only, you know, is it forgiven as if it's not there. Sweet smelling. Oof. What we can accomplish with a simple understanding of how much a Kaddish Baruch Hu, God loves us. How much we could just, if we just return to Him. You know, shuvu, shuvu. Return to us, to, to our Kaddish Baruch Hu and, and what He accepts us. Now with that, we can answer the question. You know, the question in the beginning that we started off with from my student. That Tshuva is not simply just getting forgiven. It's as if we never did it. It's, it's amazing. It's, 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 it, really, it really touches my heart. If you think about it that way. Um, There's also sort of answers, you know, if you listen, if you read all the, of the Gemaras... You know, at the time of 
by Tishubav, and you read about the terrible sins the Romans, the Greeks, the Babylonians did, terrible things they did to the Jews at the time of the first and second base of English, the destruction of the first base of English. There's an interesting Gemara. It tells the horrible story of the king, I think, Nivizradin. And he came to the base of English to destroy it. And he saw blood, a pile of blood bubbling. And he asked the people, what is this, what's going on over here? What is this blood? And the evil king was not, you know, satisfied with their answers. He said, tell me the truth. Finally, someone told him that this is the blood of Zechariah. They, they shechted the Navi who came to tell them to do tshuva, tell them to, do, to, to repent to Hashem, to come back. And the people, you know, mob rule, people got up together, you know, and, and unfortunately killed him. The blood was boiling ever since. It was bubbling. And unfortunately, it was right in Russia. He goes and gathers together young, young children and starts killing people left and right and pouring the blood there to try to get the blood to stop. And, and he continues doing it and doing it and doing it. Finally, he yells out after killing who knows how many people. He says, Zechariah, the blood of the Zechariah, won't you stop? You want me to kill everybody? And the blood stops bubbling. And at that moment, says the Gemara, that he thought, hey, if this is what happens to Klal Yisrael, this is the punishment that B'nai Yisrael get for, for hurting one person. Look at me, how many people I hurt and how many people I killed. Me much so. And he was so moved, so awakened, awoke. He was so open. His eyes were opened by this. That he did tshuva. And he became a ger. Converted to Judaism. Think about that. This is a terrible person. Says reading the Gemara. I'm like, no way, no way. We're accepting him. He did tshuva. He did repentance. He came back. Really? No way. Says the next Gemara that he was a ger tzedek, that he was a true ger, that he accepted fully and did tshuva fully in what he did. I always wondered, I always had this in the back of my head. You know, that's so easy. You know, he does all these terrible things. Oh, now I'm Jewish. I'm forgiven. No, no, it doesn't work like that. He knew, he must have been tshuva. He must have, you know, he must have went and, especially if the Gemara is testifying, Baruch HaKodesh, that he did tshuva, he did real tshuva, he did real forgiveness, and yet he was forgiven. Wow. Are we that bad? No. <laughs> No, none of us. None of us are killers like that. To that extent, none of us does anything close to that. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and yet, tshuva. Tshuva. All we need to do is open ourselves up to the idea of perfecting ourselves and becoming better people and returning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and returning to Him. We could all learn from Hagar. We could all learn from Yishmael. We could all learn, I dare say, from Nefesh Ratan. We could all learn from all the people throughout history who have made mistakes, terrible mistakes, and have turned around and came back. The gates of Tshuva are never closed. You know, I think it's, uh, it's interesting that, you know, Hanukkah is coming up. And, you know, Hanukkah is often, you know, builds as the Jewish might of the Jews. And they, they, they defeated 
you know, the, the, the mighty army of the Greeks. But if you look at the story of Hanukkah, it's nothing like that. Hanukkah was more than that. You know, we're not going to talk about it right now that much because I want to save this for a Hanukkah episode eventually, what we're going to do. But Hanukkah was a lot more than that. It was about the, the, the Maccabeum returning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, opening their eyes and doing tshuva and becoming better people and pledging themselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why they were Zohar, they had the merit of winning the war. This, uh, thank you for joining us. This shi'ur was sponsored by um, Anonymous, L'Zuchut Refuah Shalema, Yisachar Dov Beresh Ben Leah. May he have a quick, re- a quick recovery. If you would like to also um, have a, um, the opportunity to sponsor this year, please email myself, Rabbi Moshe Teichman, at Rabbi, R-A-B-B-I-M, Teichman, T-E-I-C-H-M-A-N, at gmail.com. Again, Rabbi M. Teichman at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. Any questions or comments, please, they're all always, always welcome. And until then, we will see you next week. Again, this has been Parsha on Sinai Radio on Thursday nights. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom, a wonderful Shabbos, and good night.